Oh, hip, hip, let me check it. Yep, yep, that's funny. That checks out. Okay, thanks. We can go on. Whoa, absolute fucking artillery shots fired. Pokemon! Hello, and welcome to the Emotive Pixels podcast. This is our episode for South Park, the Stick of Truth. My name is Will Atkinson, and I'm joined by... Craig Schumann. Brian Pachuki. Nate Stevens. Alberto Rigel Malfavon. Who was that? Alberto Malfavon. Got it. We're starting this episode off with a question. Our question this week is, who is your favorite South Park character? I'm always a fan of Kenny myself, because I'm for that underdog, and I'm like, this episode, he's not going to die. It's all that. Uh, Mr. Mackey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brian? Well, I have to go with tradition here and say... The easy answer of Eric Cartman. He is South Park. That is the quintessential character of the whole show. He makes the show. And if you listen to interviews with Matt and and, uh, Trey, I think one of the best lines they ever had was when they started the show, Trey was like Stan and Matt was like Kenny. And they both basically ended up becoming Eric. Nate? Oh, I'm I'm definitely a fan of Jimmy because he reminds me of some of my podcast co-hosts. How about you, Alberto? (laughs) You want to name which co-host? Yeah, all of them. (laughs) I actually am a really big fan of Stan's father. Wait, Randy? Why are you always fans of people's fathers? Oh, let's get deep with it. Okay. First of all, is Randy Randy's the right the person I'm thinking of, right? Yes, Randy Marsh. Okay, Stan's father. The dude. The dude. Did you get to the alien scene in this game? No. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> All right. Did you play even a minute of this game? The alien scene's the first hey. night. All right. So speaking <laughs> of which, can we get a quick rundown from you, Nate, about what the story of this game is? We can certainly try. So it's like you're you, going to fit a season of South Park into three minutes. Go. Yeah. Okay. So you start as douchebag. No matter what title you enter, you are douchebag. You join. That is so great. That it's name. really quite funny. <laughs> You put in your name and he's like, you entered douchebag. Is that correct? And no matter what you re-enter, he's like, ah, yes, douchebag. You're introduced to Cartman, who's heading to Koopa Keep, the kingdom of the Koopa Keep, which unsubtly is abbreviated KKK. And he introduces you to the kind of overall mission of the game, which is that the stick of truth has been stolen, which is their version of the Zephyr Blade or what what have you. So that's your mission. You kind of go out and try to find the stick of truth. And that happens in the first night. You get the stick of truth back. What, the elves had it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the elves and the humans fight, are fighting each other it, it, as a role-playing game. The kids of South Park are yep. playing. You get it back that night, and you're abducted by aliens, where you find Randy, who's calmly informing you not to worry. The anal probing will probably stop eventually. <laughs> and you kind of get quested to find a way to stop that. And once you eventually do that, the next morning, the UFO indeed crashes. And the government attempts to cover it up by calling it a Taco Bell construction site. <laughs> and the goo from the ship is leaking all over the city. And it's turning things, turning the residents into Nazi zombies. Clyde, who was banished from the kingdom of the Koopa Keep, was very sad about that. And he starts rallying the Nazi zombies against Cartman's kingdom of the Koopa Keep. You sort of fight back against him. You discover the gnome army. Basically, fringe elements from both those groups. The underpants gnome. Yeah, sorry, the underpants gnomes. That's a very good clarification. Fringe elements from both those groups rally on Clyde's side, and it kind of comes down to a battle royale, and you eventually assault his tower. But first, 
finding that your team is kind of weak, you decide to recruit the girls as a desperate last-ditch measure, and they need you to translate a birth control record, if I'm not mistaken? Abortion. Abortion, Uh, Abortion record, and you have to go to Canada to do that, and you journey across Canada. Because it's in French, and it's a a mysterious language. Once you you journey across the land of Canada to recruit someone who speaks this mysterious tongue, you come back, you get the girls on your side, and you're able to defeat Dear Clyde and his armies, and... As near as I can tell, that's the end of the game. Well, hold on, hold on. Who are you actually what am defeat? I missing? You defeat the real enemy, the real boss, Princess Kenny. Of course. Is that the one you defeat three times in a row? That's like five or like yeah. six or something. That's right. You have to like you have to keep you have to you have to beat them basically with every character, every of your side characters. So now, oh yeah, that, okay, yeah. So I guess you have now to use their of, special move to yes. take them out. So instead of oh my god, they killed Kenny, it's oh my god, you killed Kenny. Well, oh my god, all of you joke. killed Kenny. So they start out, you kill him the first time, and, and then they do that. They're like, oh my god, you killed Kenny, and then cause like. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, he's getting back up. <laughs> you have to keep killing him because he's a, like he's now zombified. Yeah. It's, pretty, it's really good. Zombie Nazi Kenny. So yeah. that is our three-day overarching plot based loosely on Skyrim, of course. What? When <laughs> Trey and Matt... Yeah. yeah. When Trey, Trey and Matt first approached Obsidian, they pitched it as a South Park version of Skyrim. <laughs> like that is the original pitch deck for this game. I don't think it ended up all that similar, but I'm sure if we look deep enough, we can find the parallels. No, there, there was an interview I just listened to. They were doing it at E3 where they were talking about they wrote like 100 hours worth of material. Like, 500 pages, yeah. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And then the, the, and they thought like, oh, we know how to make and a he- game. And then by the end, they're like, yeah, everything we thought about making a game was completely wrong. And <laughs> it was nothing like what they thought it was going to be. <laughs> Well, and by all means, the development of this game has been t- was tormented. I was going to say, there's it nothing that t- took a long time. It didn't was it? smooth sailing from either side. Yeah, but 500 pages of dialogue. How many pages I want to go into a standard 22 minute episode of South Park? Well, it was it was 500 pages of story. I don't know if it was just dialogue. Yeah, I, I think it was. Yeah, like, but re- either way, really you're right. Like, like I don't know. I don't think an average. I mean, I, what did each of us take to beat this game? It took Will and I twelve hours, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think I did it. If you if you, you mainline, it, you if you mainline, you could do it in like right. Yeah, I so heard anyone could, who was no, from no like way, nine to hours. fourteen hours just mainline in that range. There's no yeah, way. No. I've been playing this game mainlining. It takes and you four hours to load the main menu. <sighs> oh god, snap! <laughs> 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 nice. So speaking of loading, let's start with that from the very top. What do you think about the load times in this game, Ryan? Oh, fucking hell, yeah. At least low times work. I really liked the game, but this was, like, the one thing that was just... Oh, my God. So bad. The load times were just horrible. Every time you moved a screen, it loads, and it took... And the lightning to go into battle. Oh, yeah, and it was just waiting and waiting and waiting. (laughs) And And the worst part was... Not only did you have to wait the load times, but you got to a new screen and it would auto save. And then you would hit the auto save and it would just chug like your character would Jump literally drop flames. Yeah. yeah, you would be like, "Oh my god, just just hard." The going into battles was by far the most painful for me. I was like every single time you would approach someone, I'm like, "I actually don't want to fight you because I don't want to see that lightning come up <laughs> one more time." Yeah. <laughs> It's. It was definitely the mirror's edge elevator of loading screens the last couple of years. I think you're thinking the Mass Effect elevator. Oh my God! That nope. the first one that played is enough. Terrible. Oh, you're. That is terrible. a thing. Terrible. Yeah. 
Are there any other gripes we want to bring out right right from the top? I'm Let's actually start with that the, was I'm, I'm really irritated that you know we've got what one two three four five of us here and not a single person played as Jew. The Jew, not so, Jew. You're right. Sorry, not a Jew. The Jew. I assume that the was Jew. like a Very healer sorry. class, right? I don't know what it was. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of unique dialogue options that only spring up with that class. I was going to go back to it because there's trophies you can only get by playing that class. But Boo. I was like, all oh, the other trophies that I needed to platinum this game, I was like, oh, fuck that. I don't have the time to sit there. and. So speaking of that, if none of us chose to play as the Jew, what class did you choose to play as? Or why did you not play as the Jew? Because I think all of us probably saw that and were like, are you fucking serious? I think there was a little chuckle, but we don't have the commitment to bad taste to play as a Jew for the whole game. I would argue to say that there was a little bit of carpet in each of us when we... Oh, I totally, I, I, totally, I picked the warrior. I think it's the opposite of Carmen. We didn't want to sit there suffering through bigotry for a whole game. No, I totally, I, I, I um, <laughs> Brian's like, no, I was totally down with that. I just no, didn't that's... get around to it. No, I mean, <laughs> fuck the Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get that bigotry in, man. No, I was, yeah, I was really, uh, uh, no, I was totally I'm playing with... a South Park game. What do you expect, guys? I was totally down with Carmen, so I was like, oh yeah, you know, like, because it even says, like, when you, when you pick each class, like, you select the class, like, you highlight the class, he says a little, like, what the class is, and then, yeah. When you select the Jew, he's like, oh, I guess we're not, you know, if you pick this thing, we're not, you know, this class, we're not going to be friends. And I'm like, oh, fuck that. I want more Cartman shit in this game. So I was like, yeah, pick something else. So I picked the warrior class. I picked the mage for Nate and I. Yep. Did you guys play the entire game together? Yes, did, yeah. which is exactly uh, why they, I finished. They missed like the first hour, but other than that, yeah. I'd seen the first hour on launch date <laughs> when I played okay. it with Brian, my, another friend of mine. Oh, I played as the fighter as well. I was like, normally when I go into these types of games, or if I expect there to be some sort of action element, I'm the brawler. That's just kind of my go-to. Yeah, me too. I'm like the same thing as that. How like about you, Alberto? Yeah. What'd you pick? I picked the fighter. I usually, like, if for games like this, I will either pick the fighter or, like, a thief or, like, someone that's stealthy. I like the ranger also. Like, if that was... I guess that would have been closest to probably playing as a mage. I never pick the ranger. I always pick either, like, fighter and my backup, if if it would be, like, the major wizard. But mm. I almost predominantly, like, 90, 95% of the time pick the fighter. Well, we're talking about the beginning of the game. I had quite a bit of fun, and I was surprised by that, in the character creator for this game. It's funny how... The character what? Creator. Okay. Creator, yeah, yeah. You could you could design your own character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. South Park and, character. Yeah. Of course, I went to try and make myself, and I posted mine, Brian posted his, and I think we both look a lot like our South Park characters, which I thought was like, yeah, weird yeah. and creepy at the same time. <laughs> was was that the version of us that had the eyeliner and the, you know, the gothic hair and stuff? Yeah, I was actually really surprised by the character creator. Like, I just didn't expect it to even be there, and when it presented me with those options, I was like... Oh, yeah, I guess I am playing an RPG. I just <laughs> fell back into I'm like, eh, it's just a action South Park game. I'm like, oh, no, it's an actual, it's a riff on this genre, right? I think this is jumping ahead, but the depth of the, like, the quality of the game in this game is really quite surprising. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. love that concept of the whole game is you're playing an RPG about kids playing, playing an, an RPG. RPG. <laughs> like, it was just uh, such just, a fantastic idea that, like, the story revolves around them playing an RPG, and you were playing the RPG of them playing an RPG. That's just great. In a way, they I were think, LARPs, but not really, because it's in a game. 
Well, I think going into this game, it's easy to expect, you know, even if you see screenshots and you read a review, it's easy to expect that the main conceit of this game is the visual fidelity, the visual representation. They captured the South Park animation style perfectly. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's easy to assume that the gameplay, you know, it'll just be okay. But, you know, it's not just okay. It's actually quite good. Oh, yeah. You're playing, you, you are literally playing a South Park. Well, I guess it's more than an episode, maybe a movie. Yeah. Um, because it's a friggin' season. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you know, everywhere, everywhere I've read, everybody was saying the same. Everybody's saying the same thing, which is, yeah, you're you're basically, you know, you're playing this South Park episode. It's so true, even down to the the way that they they have like the South Park walk where they, you know, they do the little the little hobble hobble yeah. thing, you know, where it's like they bounce across the screen instead of like you know because the animation. Mm-hmm. And that's just it's so great. Like it's very very well done. Yeah. Well, it's worth referencing that Obsidian was the developer of this game, right? Yeah. And it's yep. not like they don't have a pedigree of so developing strong RPGs. Let's talk Obsidian's backlog besides Fallout New Vegas. What else have they done? Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2. KOTOR. That's one thing that comes to mind. No, they did KOTOR. Didn't they do KOTOR 2? Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. They okay, did KOTOR say, They didn't do KOTOR 1, though. Nope. No. That was, was Bioware game. Too. Neverwinter Knights 2, Fallout New Vegas, as you mentioned, Dungeon Siege 3, Wasteland 2 was after. Oh. Uh, but it was co-developed by them. Were they a splinter of another studio prior to that? Because that's a relatively recent history, isn't it? Eh, 2004 is 11 years ago. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's quite a while. Is pretty old, away. Yeah. Is you know, when Kotar 2 came out, at least. Yeah. Do we know the origin of the studio? Was there like a studio lead or anything like that? Or just kind of, they started? Founded after the disestablishment of Black Isle Studios from Interplay. Yeah. Oh, I Black love Interplay. Isle did like the original Baldur's Gate. Yes. Published the original Baldur's Gate. They developed Baldur's Gate 2. They developed Fallout 2. So... There's history behind some of those other franchises. Yeah, that's awesome. Back to. Do you know, my last question is, where are they based? They're in Irvine. Oh. Yeah, I think they're somewhere out west. I Irvine, California. No, yeah. They were founded in Santa Ana, but they moved. Or I should say their headquarters moved. Santa Ana, California. Okay. Now that I think about it, I got some... Obsidian's got a little bit of, like... They're kind of hit or miss. Is yeah, it, like, Culture 2 was pretty bad, and... Especially compared to it was just one. incomplete. It wasn't yeah, bad. Well, that's but that makes it bad. Like I mean, incomplete. I mean, it was just not the the follow the the follow up game it should have been. And this game, like with the load times, that's all on them. And time. well, to be fair, I was gonna say when you look at the studio, their pedigree, they do have experience on RPGs, but not necessarily behind developing new RPGs, right? I mean, Alpha yeah, Protocol sense. was one, True. but it wasn't necessarily a well received title. But the other ones, they had templates to follow from. So yeah, they're yeah, not to, an in house tech company as much as they are. No, kind of a yeah, like almost producers. So, yeah, I was gonna say they're kind of the. If you're looking for someone to maybe make a sequel or something, you might go to them. But yeah, right. It's kind of cool to see what they did. It's actually a really good inspired piece of by South Park. You're right. <laughs> yeah. And in a way, this is kind of a sequel. You know, they have the source material, the source characters. They're kind of just recreating that atmosphere. And I think that it seems like that's what they do really well. Well, it's kind of original. I mean, I know the story combat of everything else of a lot of other RPGs have come before. Yeah, I mean, it's as a satire. It's there are also like five failed South Park games before this one. (laughs) What? Yeah. Well, well, those other games were like just games by games. I mean, by game studios. Like, this was, like, the first game where they actually had Matt and Trey on board, creating the story, doing the voice work. It wasn't just game developers coming out with a South Park game. 
which is why I think this game worked versus the other games that, Will, you were talking about that failed. Like they had a tower defense South Park game. Yeah, like uh, a uh, stupid game. They, another- like they got defensive about their property after that point. They were like, okay, hang on. And they held on yeah. to the license for a like, while. We want full creative point, control, yeah, essentially, of what this is going to be if we're going to transcend to another medium. Yeah, which I think is wonderful. It's interesting. Have, I've never seen another title that so faithfully recreates the medium that it yes. originates out of. It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Can anybody think of one? That, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's stuff that obviously goes off of it, but as like a one-to-one comparison, you could walk by someone playing Stick of Truth and not recognize that they're not watching an episode of South Park. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, there's a HUD. Well, not a, okay, when you're walking well, around the city, is there? Yeah, I mean, we're not yeah, being... Not literally. There's a map uh, in the top right the whole time. As far as games I'm, go, not. I mean, obviously, yeah, literally, you're going to see things was, like, oh, okay. Let's not get hyperbolic. too pedantic. I don't think most people are going to That was extremely hyperbolic. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fair well, enough. I see a map in the corner. It's like Maybe a world where TV you can show. do anything you want, but in the South anything Park... Anything at all. No, that's anything not... Anything at all. <laughs> so from the very beginning of this game, one of the things that really caught my eye was the item descriptions. The first time that, that, really, that I was starting to see that is when he sat on the toilet, pooped into the toilet, picked up... The the Jeez. shit nugget. The shit nugget. <laughs> yeah. And then you could use it as an item in the game. I was like, what An the actually hell? relatively so, useful item. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Made them go start puking all the time. Yeah. What kind of other item descriptions did you think were interesting, Berto? I found much hilarity in the Black Thunder, which was the black dildo. Black Thunder and its description usually associated with white lightning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just really wish that I had had a bottle of, uh, sorry, a can of Axe body spray. That would have been fair. If you combined them, it should have leveled up. Yeah, into yeah. a bag of a bunch of Black Thunders. Yeah, and then, you know, the, yeah, the GameCube. And- that whole, the beginning, when I think it's a, oh yeah, when you go to Cartman's mom's room, oh and my there's God. like oh, drug God. paraphernalia all over the room. <laughs> the double-ended dildo. Oh yeah. Oh my God. You the, could collect like five dildos. There were so there. many oh, sex God. toys in there. The Holy battle crap. scene where the parents are fucking. <laughs> oh <laughs> right my God, yes. It's yeah. ridiculous. I didn't know. Did you wait? Did you wait the, the full minute to get the trophy? Oh, was that one of the trophies? I don't yeah, think we you have did. to you have to watch your parents having sex for for a minute. <laughs> that was the underpants gnome. While the gnomes yeah. were stealing underwear, like in the background, you just heard this. Oh, wumpo, oh, wumpo. Well, hold on. Let's you go. saw like a shadow in the background. I want to get to that scene, but let's, we'll finish the items first because that that. All right, all right. You're the, right. The boss it's battle unrelated. where you're fighting on the bed. Oh my <laughs> god! So great. <laughs> and then low bridge. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. I think that another interesting part was most of the characters in the game had closets, and you could just stare at their closet for forever. And there were yeah. just all kinds of in jokes from episodes from the TV show. Did you guys? Did you go into Cartman's room at all? Do you listen to his CD when he starts by singing that he loves Jesus? What? what? No. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that was actually one of my favorite parts too. Where it was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna listen to Cartman sing because I'm really curious as to what his song is gonna be about. <laughs> he had a whole episode where he was a like a recording artist for yeah. a Christian band or something, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. That the whole game is all about references to various episodes of South Park. My other favorite item was the fact that you could actually collect Randy's balls when he takes medicinal marijuana, or sorry, when he starts taking medicinal marijuana when he microwaved his balls another episode reference but i was like so wait i'm holding his balls here which means he doesn't have balls in the game that is true 
Well, considering the abortion clinic, I would say that's probably a safe bet. Uh, fair. Yeah. So while we're talking about in-jokes, Brian, you're probably the guy who's most likely to have caught some of those things from the oh, TV show. Yeah, what, what kind of other so references can many. you think of? Well, the first one I like that you're going to most of the buildings, they would play music. And the music is songs from various episodes. Like there's the one where Cartman has Jennifer Lopez as like a, one of the thumb puppets. Mm-hmm. And uh, he comes up with this song, you know, about tacos. And that's one of the songs. Oh, and my God. It, that was when she was dating Ben Affleck and it talks about like, oh, you know, my taco flavored kisses. And then there's another one about sexual harassment panda. Which is sexual like, harassment that's a great, panda. That's a great episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they had all the characters, you know, you had Mr. Mr. Happy, you had Mr. Uh, Nate, you saw there was something about somebody hiding in the closet and you didn't want to come out of the closet. There was a certain somebody hiding in the closet. And I'd yep. like to point out that my roommate hadn't seen that episode. So all of a sudden uh, I just hear him yell out of his room. What? Why is Tom Cruise in the closet? <laughs> and I was like, just ask yourself that. <laughs> and then there was a long silence. And I was like, it, it was from one of the episodes. Tom yeah. Cruise is hiding in yeah, the closet. That was it's the one. Scientology episode. It's what made the chef quit. Yep. Oh, yep. speaking of that, then Chef, uh, yeah. So then they had the the episode where you know since he, since Isaac Hayes quit, where they killed off Chef, and in this game they bring Chef back as Zombie Chef. <laughs> that was great. I heard about that episode. I didn't actually see it, but I thought there was a apparently the episode after he quit, they like cut together a bunch of his previously recorded so audio. All the, basically, is they that took how they all, did it? Yes, they took all of his. Or, so most of his audio is basically like, "I'm gonna make love to you, woman." But with a bit. <laughs> And then he would always say, like, children, you know, so what they basically did is they, children. Cut, they cut back, they're like, they cut it together, like, I'm going to make love to your children, you know, because. <laughs> is it th- obvious? I don't even remember. So apparently at the end of the episode, either Stan or Kyle is like, what's wrong with you? It sounds like somebody else is talking for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, because they, um, you know, because the whole thing is that like Chef gets uh, brainwashed by this club because how Isaac Hayes was a Scientologist and um, that's great yeah they killed him off in the end of the episode and then this one uh, Clyde brings him back as zombie chef <laughs> you have to fight him yeah there's a ton of I mean there's a million of great references like to the show like uh, you know all the characters you know um, all the, the main characters there all the the side characters you know um, the sword of a thousand truths yeah I mean it's just it's really great like um, the hearing you talk about that it makes me curious what I may have missed while playing some of the game and not having that type of experience with the series because it debuted in 97 and i don't think i've seen an episode since maybe like 2000 oh wow. so it's something that i'm way far stuck but they away even from. had references so, before like, that. i know the main characters and stuff and all that that's kind of been around in mainstays but outside of that i don't know the actual like that closet reference well, i think that's you can extrapolate you go, but i don't recognize the it from a specific episode the theater was really funny so if you go into theater damien's in there and he's from the first season he's you know the the son of the, the devil of, yeah and that's the Satan. oh wow yeah. i totally forgot that was from this first season yeah yeah i think it's worth mentioning though that this game holds up well I mean, I think I've seen a fair amount, but certainly not not even most. But this game holds up pretty well, even if you aren't familiar with all the in jokes. Like, oh yeah, you, you the comedy is yes. kind of such that like, oh yeah, you yeah. can just enjoy it without even knowing the in jokes. But you yeah, know, and I think that's probably one of the main questions people have is like, they, do yeah. I need to see all this? Definitely not. Yeah, no, like, yeah. I, right. I remember I the first time like, growing up, I heard people talking about South Park, and I remember people using the joke all the time oh my god they killed kenny and i started using it just to feel like like to fit in because people laughed when they said that but i had like i'd never seen an episode in my entire life and it wasn't until 
2007 in the dorms when the uh make love not warcraft episode came that out. that was a good one and like that that was that was what real good made me really be like oh my god this show is actually hilarious and i started trying to watch it from the first season i've still been meaning to get back to watching it but i think there's something like you don't have to have seen the show to think there's something pretty funny about Tom Cruise being in the closet. Like, yeah. That's kind no, of, of course. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Well, that's what yeah. their humor that, works. If you're yeah, anywhere yeah. near relevance with some sort of pop culture, I think you're going to get a lot of the jokes, but yeah. Yeah. coming back into it, I was like, I forgot how crude this can be. Yeah. And as absolutely. soon as they start calling you douchebag, I was like, Oh man, this is what I'm in for. Well, there did. I, I mean, it doesn't sound like you got to some of the scenes later in the oh, game, but there's Lord. definitely some of the scenes that went a little bit, farther than they needed to. Oh, you don't even... <laughs> oh, my lord. Us three need to do this last. Yeah. We need to hear your two answers first. What scene did you feel like pushed it the most for you? Was just inappropriate, Craig? I don't think I have one that would combine with some of the stuff that you're saying about what's maybe towards the end of the game. That's why I want... I'm kind of curious what your and Alberto's answer. What Just from the very beginning, because at the very least you'd say like Jew. That was just... You didn't even want to engage with oh, that, right? Oh, alright, for sure enough. Like, uh, there's a lot of stuff that... The KKK? The, he, he fighting on the KKK. <laughs> and then Tolkien's on the, on the team and he's like... At first I didn't, I didn't think yeah, it was a good idea. To join the KKK, but the Grand Wizard really made some good points. <laughs> Yes. Wandering into the abortion clinic right off the bat. I was oh, like, oh Jesus, they are not pulling punches. I think that was probably, what was it, un- Unplanned Parenthood? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. thank you for saying, yeah, because I, I will, okay, so I will say, in terms of like visually or anything, when I play the game, I'll probably let you guys know afterwards. I remember one of the episodes, either when he's has been a woman and goes back to being a male and wants to be a woman again, I can't remember which phase of it it was but they start showing scenes of an actual sex transformation and after that pretty much anything that i've seen in south park i've been numb to because that was just like a live one it was it was just terrible so when i played the game though yes the unplanned parenthood really kind of got to me and it was like that's really bad really bad i thought that was hilarious. really bad did All you, right, did you fart on the uh the aborted not, uh, nazi zombie fetus no i did that's not get that tro- far that's one of the trophies that's gonna be that's gonna be very that's one of the trophies that's that's gonna be very difficult for me to do aborted zombie nazi fetuses oh. might have been up there but craig i, know, I wanted I've to hear you. pt i can get through that Oh, well, Alberto now stole it because it probably was the moment when I recognized the Unplanned Parenthood and just kind of had that realization of how far they were going to go. It's like after you're being called douchebag, after you get past the Jew character class, and then I see that and I just walk in there and talk to Lynn. She's like, you don't look like you're ready to have an abortion. I think the grossest thing about this game was definitely the various abortion scenes. Unplanned Parenthood didn't bother me at all. That's just kind of funny. But when we were giving people... Just set the stage. Yeah. It really did set the stage for what would later happen, which is you giving women and men abortions. <laughs> uh, which is pretty fantastic. Well, and hold on. What woman you know, did give any woman an abortion? It was an alien. Alien spacecraft thingy. It was an alien and then rant, or and then uh, Mr. Slave. It had a woman... Yeah, it was bad. It was a little confusing, generally-wise. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the we, point. We live in a world that's shades of gray, so... You I'll know. give you the point. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. And then you have to disarm a thermonuclear device after going through someone's <laughs> butt, so it makes sense that you'd have to give them an abortion. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what do you think was your... Oh, Mr. Slave. Yeah. That was a, ter- that was you, a terrible Brad? impression, but I was... Oh, <laughs> we, we got the spirit of it. So, yeah, nothing really 
Brian was unfazed by this game. Yeah, well, I mean, it's South Park, so going in, yeah, I you expected know. all that. So it was nothing like I was like, oh my God, how dare they do that? But the scene that was probably the the most out there was you're fighting the underpants gnomes and they sprinkle dust on you to shrink you and you're following through the their... Um, these little like mouse hole area and then you make it your way to to your parents bedroom and they're having sex and first you watch them have sex <laughs> and then you fight a boss battle versus one of the gnomes on the bed at, while your parents are having sex right above you Awkward. and every so often in the battle the gnome boss would be like low bridge and he would duck and your father's nuts would come down swinging and you would have, swinging to, balls. You'd have to hit a button to do a backflip to the fourth So gross. So hairy. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't need to be so hairy. <laughs> and one of the it, trophies it had to be is to so sit hairy. there and watch your parents have sex for over a minute straight. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it like uh, when you're on the counter or on the like dresser like yeah, wandering around when they're in the background it, they're all faded out and you can just hear like the yeah. distant bass of like wumpa a wumpa a wumpa as they like go into and each other. And they would other. switch positions. It's <laughs> 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 pretty funny. Yeah. Absolutely. Like for being pretty crass it was still like and it, it, it's yeah. still well done. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm you know, I'm not one of those people that like easily offended by stuff, but yeah. For me, the one that kind of pushed the line was the playing simple Simon to prevent what's his name from getting anally. Oh, probed. Randy. Oh, yeah. Especially considering you couldn't avoid it. It's like, ooh. <laughs> well, you could for most of them, except for the one. Well, yeah. It was like, dun, 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 dun. Okay. And then it was like, dun, 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 dun. Okay. And then it was like, It's like a fucking Dragon Force song. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, nope, not happening. Poor, poor Randy. Yeah. And he was like, ah, oh, not again. So, our, what's next? Our favorite lines? Yes, our favorite lines. What kind of lines did we like from the game? Nate, what you got? I really like. Nate has a memorable story. Yeah, it's not even just a line; it goes outside of that. I, I remember one of the quest lines that we got. One of the like submission objectives was was this so i immediately texted it to one of my coworkers who knew we were doing this and wasn't able to join us just unannounced in a text message use a serving of poutine to find and defeat the canadian barking spider from the queefing caverns <laughs> colon that is my current quest and his response was just immediately your dates always sound so weird to me <laughs> and i was like yeah they're pretty weird some lines i liked were tell my wife that i wasn't that into her <laughs> 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 um, right after you meet Butter's dad, he's all like, I just want you to know that I'm really very sorry about Butter's, you know, in general. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I hope go, I never feel that as a parent. When you go into the gun shop for the first time, the gun owner's all like, Sorry, there's not much I can sell you because of the fucking Democrats. Uncle <laughs> <laughs> <Go> Jimbaya. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And of course, the line with Mr. Slave. Which one's that? That's the one where he's like, when oh, yeah. he's like, it's not all that abnormal to have a thermonuclear device up my ass. Well, I've had a few drinks. <laughs> so it's not entirely out of out of reason that there would be, yeah, something like that. It's just bad. When you go and you talk to in the coffee shop, there's a line <laughs> that's like, we could sell your info to a big international spammer, but we care a little more. <laughs> <laughs> the local ingredient company. We sell place. it to the local 
Locals. Local spammers. <laughs> Gotta keep it local. I wonder if they sell it to like fair play people or something. I like the line from the, That's the Canadian joke. border. Uh, when you go there, before. yeah, I didn't get that one. Oh wait, yep, I did. No, well, it, yep. it's the town that's really nearby to South Park. Yeah, I got it. No, thanks. I appreciate it. Two people out there are laughing. Yeah, and we're both of them. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to the Canadian border before you have the passport, so anytime in the game before you get to the scene with the girls, and you go up to the, the you know the the Canadian Mountie at the border, and he's like, "Oh, you know, you want to go into Canada, huh? Can't blame you. It was the best place ever." But only certain people with a special ability can make it into Canada. You must have a secret item, a passport. And only certain special people only can special get a passport. Yeah. Uh, so that was a great line. <laughs> I'm uh, so happy. And then when you, if you try to fart on him, like everybody else in the game, you can fart on, and like they're just, they'll say something like "oh, gross" or something, you know, and like you can, you know, you actually hit them. But if you try to fart on the Canadian, <laughs> the, actually, I think any of the Canadians, they they basically like dodge it. They move out of their way. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, nope. It was pretty funny. That was not quite my experience in Canada. <laughs> yeah. I um, farted in a great many French-Canadian shops. <laughs> oh, and then one of the lines, I, I think I actually mentioned this before at the beginning of the podcast when we were talking about, uh, Alberto was bringing up the, you killed Kenny, uh, you know, you're fighting the end boss, you're fighting Princess Kenny, and you beat him the first time, and, and you know, they start to say the line, like, oh, you know, you you know, you know killed Kenny. And then Kyle starts to say, you bet, oh, no, wait a minute, he's getting up again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nope, oh, wait, cool. Don't they acknowledge it like after the second time too? Aren't no, they, just they don't. Like, they just oh, it just happens yeah. again. Okay. Or at the end, oh, how about the best line at the end? You see, your character, you know, you're the the new kid. You don't talk ever, not one line throughout the the game, except for the one last line. line in the game where he get, he does the Cartman line. And he's like, "Screw you guys, I'm going home." <laughs> it's still Cartman line. Yeah, that's great. That is great. <laughs> the line that. Nate and I ran into, or Brian was there too. We ran into like five hundred times. Oh yeah, was, hey yeah, you call that fart uh, on somebody? Yeah. <laughs> you call that fart on somebody? You missed by a mile. Try again. <laughs> so many times. Uh, so yeah. many times. We did the farting the... tutorials way too many times because uh, it was so much harder in the tutorials than it was in the yeah, combat, which, which is kind of so funny in itself. Weird, yeah, I don't know if that was an intentional design decision, but it no, was funny. That, that that's exactly what I was curious. So I was like, do you think they intentionally made it that way, or do you think no, it was just I think so. I don't, think, I don't so. think it was a fuck up. I don't. It doesn't seem I like think this game produced up. a lot of accidents. I don't think they thought it was that tough in the tutorial, and just in the game, that's the way they made it. I don't think you know. I don't think they purposely um, made it tougher in the tutorial or the way they made it, and it just happened to be tougher because of the fact that they required you to do this weird thing where you had to get the perfect wavelength and then wait, and it was stupid. Like it was just a thumb like matching the thumbsticks to a random like yeah it was you know, uh, it was like a bioshock minigame style thing so craig tell me more about the combat in this game yeah so coming into this title i didn't have expectations about what it was and honestly i kind of half expected it to be some variant of action rpg where you're doing more kind of real-time combat but instead the surprise of having it be just a straight up like old school jrpg turnstile based action was pleasantly surprising actually and i appreciated kind of the small moments of having the timing based or rhythm based action thrown into the middle of your combat turns too it was a nice surprise to to see that to keep you engaged throughout the combat what did you think about the combat alberto i was very happy with it i kind of was I liked how they made the combat more 
engaging than I was expecting. Like, the fact that there was a timed element. I like how the combat made it so that I couldn't just ignore it and say, okay, I'm in a battle, I'm just going to button mash. I actually had to pay attention, and it was something that kept you into the game. It's engaging. I thought one of the interesting things about the combat in this game in general was how much you could do before the fight started to like you could there are fights you could just totally skip by using the environment to defeat people. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that was really good. I also like that it's a South Park game, so you could adjust the difficulty, but the difficulty never really mattered. Even I, I played it immediately on hardcore and it wasn't a difficult game. You got plenty of items. You could use health packs and all that stuff in abundance and never worry about, like, oh, I'm going to run out. Because basically every time you defeated an enemy, you could loot them, which I really liked. And then you could basically take all their items. And most of the time they had, like, health items in there. So, you know, it was a game that was purely really story-driven. And they didn't let the gameplay, they didn't make it overly complicated complicated or distracting from the story which was a really refreshing thing for me. yeah it was pretty cool that the the combat wasn't really stressful it was engaging but it wasn't like yeah this is not the game for the like edges, there's certain you know. games where you're like okay i want really good hardcore combat this is not that type of game i was gonna hype onto that real quick and just say i'd appreciate they didn't get down to the minutia of a jrpg yeah. they yeah. kind of just skimmed the level of it and when i was thinking about that at the beginning of the game i was like if this combat was much more intrinsic and in how it was kind of like aping other JRPGs and really got into stats. Yeah, if there were stats, stuff, would probably honestly would have been type like alignments. Yep, and, that's yeah, what, yeah that's what I was just saying. Yeah. It, what's a, it would have turned me off. What's a game that did combat like this but didn't quite get the right balance? Are there other JRPGs who were attempting to kind of... Have you ever played the Penny Arcade game? No, I haven't. The first one, the combat felt a lot like this. But it wasn't quite as and good. The one well, accessible I mean, is probably the word that comes to mind for this game. Yeah, it's accessible. I'm just wondering, like, about, it seems like they could have gone in either direction, and it would have been much worse. Like, they hit a really good point. Costume Quest was is kind of similar. I've just played the first one. I haven't played the second one yet, but yeah, I haven't quite gotten to that. Costume Quest does it well too, though. Yeah, what's one that missed the mark? What's a what's a JRPG like a basic ten two? Oh my oh. god! Oh my god! Wow, that's a real JRPG that didn't do it. <sighs> <laughs> Kind of the bridge between memorable quotes and combat in this game is definitely Jimmy the Bard and his power attack being like... There once was a lady from... Stoneberry Hollow. 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 Well, Hollow. We'll put the song behind whatever the fuck we're saying right now. And now for my next trick. There once was a maiden from... St- 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 from Stoneberry Hollow. But he uses it to boost up your team's abilities and whenever he stutters you have to bash X, which is hilarious. Who was also your mom... She didn't talk much, but boy did she boy did she swallow. I had a nice lens that she said that set up her. The maiden from Stoneberry, who is also your mom. Wow, what is with the Gordians? Drop the mic. <laughs> then he literally, Will said that, and I was like, uh, yeah, he does drop the mic. It's a pretty good ending. And then, like, probably like 20 minutes later, I was like, oh my god, he's actually animated dropping the mic. That is fantastic. And what was like, do you not listen to me? And I was like, no, I don't, never. And uh, it was pretty funny. So I think one of the things we wanted to talk about a little bit is how much of the show 
the things behind the the universe that made up the show they could use in building a game like this. I think one of the things you were talking about was the geography of the city. We weren't sure whether or not they had to actually physically map out the geography. Of- yeah, like from the show and kind of what they've written so far. Yeah, it's the first time they've ever had to actually figure out how the city is laid out and put it onto a map. Yeah. yeah. That sounds and they kind of pretty, interesting. They, kept they actually pretty... determined that was, and this is the canon layout of the city now. Yeah. As I say, they kept it pretty accurate. Like in the show, you know, they, of course they never show the map, but they had things like Butters was always next door to Cartman. And in the, in the game, Butters house is next door to Cartman. I wonder how much research they had to do. I wonder how much of that's, yeah, that's a really in good their question. head. Yeah. Like what did they have interns? Like, Hey, go through all seventeen seasons, and um, they probably yeah, figure out where Butter's house is. They probably did. I mean, they probably knew some of it, but I'm sure they had people because do that because um, there was an interview I was listening to them recently where they um, they mentioned that basically um, every season they start, they listen to they watch episodes from like the previous couple of seasons yeah. just to kind of get re- like refreshed and and I think it was a. Trey who was saying like oh yeah I'd seen an episode from like two seasons ago and I'd be like what the fuck happens in this episode I don't have no idea <laughs> you know, like, so yeah. they don't even remember a couple of seasons ago I doubt they remember all 17 seasons on what little nuances oh this house needs to be next to this house and so I'm sure they probably had interns or somebody like look it was kind of surprising how neatly laid out the map was yeah I mean it's just like it's a simple grid more or less yeah I'm always really impressed when you can use basically this 2d space and build a 3d world out of it it was kind of interesting yeah that is kind of interesting isn't it i just remember the load screens in between every section oh god damn load screens i'm sure that with their incredible respect for continuity everything from this game will be respected and held over onto the tv series right oh Oh, it is no they yeah speaking of the interview again they mentioned that they basically have rolled it into the show and there's episodes that include kind of the new kid and going forward their next game their sequel to this game will also have again further tie-ins with the actual shows are you going to be new kid again next time around you, you think are. yep no mm. it's already it, it was part of that yeah you're the new kid again are you going to be called douchebag it's basically they mentioned it basically as considering it consider it like the next day that makes sense future. so it's like basically just the next morning can you be a woman in this game you can't play as a girl in south okay yeah i didn't think so speaking of being a girl so there is a scene where you have to enlist. I think Will, you had mentioned that you had to enlist the girl's help uh, to defeat the the Clyde at the end, and um, they dress you up as a woman. Mm-hmm. So, what did you dress yourself up as? How, I'm how pretty sure that was Nate that dressed us. When uh, we, Nate, did you? you I, I really like the emo clothes, predictably. Oh, when we dressed up as a woman, though, yeah. um, I posted like a, a picture. A prostitute. I, I looked pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get all the stars, all the perfect score in that? Sorry, I didn't mean to be so negative to sex workers. Yeah, we want a sex worker positive podcasting environment. Mm-hmm. What is this? So when you dressed up as a woman. Yeah, how, no, I'm, how, you say that and that's not really <laughs> ringing a bell. I can remember going inside someone's asshole and giving abortions. So when you're getting the girl's help, they wanted you to go into the abortion clinic to get oh that's where records. we got the records so they had to, they dressed you up as a girl they gave you make no idea what i wore do you remember will no clue at this uh, point yeah i look pretty good i look pretty damn good if i say so myself. we also God had a few cookies that day and that's about when it was both we didn't know what the yeah, hell was going was, on that was definitely <laughs> there's a couple opinion pieces out there about it would make sense that you can't gym, because it's the almost, boys are playing the game if you're a girl why would you be you'd be the lone girl 
This is one of those the boys, games. which wouldn't make any sense. I'm not normally one to jump to this I, conclusion, but yeah, this is actually, a game where understand having a girl the, would not be as interchangeable as almost any other plot. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, yeah. That's a very good point. Wait, are you saying it wouldn't be as interchangeable? Because I'm trying to figure out why it wouldn't be as interchangeable. The character doesn't even speak. Like, yeah, but no, again, no, no, because your kid's playing together. Like, you're, you're, you're playing you're the boy. You're role-playing with the boys. boys. Part of the plot is convincing the girls to join the boys. Like, it, yeah. there's a lot of things well, why, about the narrative. Oh, so you're saying the narrative. Why would the okay, boys... Okay, it's gotcha, not yeah. only the narrative, Lit, but just the, the context w- of one being girl in this game. Like, in this neighborhood, you're a, a little kid. A bunch of little boys <laughs> playing out yeah. stuff. Are we not going to let one new girl play with them like yeah, yeah it wouldn't make sense it's just not a thing i you know that's strange i think we're all agreed and yeah that's i ordinarily i'd jump to defend this point plus but matt and trey have said like the whole point of, of being also, the, this of being the, of the new kid game. is that you're trying to befriend and be one of the boys so that that's yeah. the whole point of it that's why that doesn't speak and you can dress it up to be like you because it's supposed to be like you trying to be one of the, the main characters in south park which are all boys so it just makes sense that it can't be a girl because the girls aren't mean the focus of South Park. So while we're talking about the real world stuff, we just saw from the E3 show. Hey, Nate, what's the name of the sequel? South Park, the fractured butthole. <laughs> also known as South Park, the fractured butthole. <laughs> Lovely name for a game. Huh? Enunciation is very important. That really is a terrific I, I, I do have to give him that. I laughed a lot when I saw that unveiled. Fractured. Butthole. I laughed after my complete and utter shock that they were announcing a new title. Oh, yeah. yeah it was like was... a double whammy. I was like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. And as my excitement about it kind of began to taper, the title screen came up. And I was like, oh, now I'm back to laughing again. How could your excitement taper? That well, I mean, like, amazing. I was like, oh, that, man, that okay, okay. Was, it was just more Sorry. of the stick of truth. And I was like, oh, this is so good. Was you had just finished it. it, right? Yeah, I had. I had and That's I was awesome. Like, oh, was basically, just again, a continuation of the Stick of Truth story. And I'm like, oh, so good. And Can we talk about Ubisoft publishing this game? Is that a surprise to anyone? No. It's kind of an edgy game. It was originally, well, I think it was originally you 2K. Realize it was originally it THQ, right? Game to start, right? Oh, yeah, yeah but I'm still, I'm, that makes it more surprising that they picked it up halfway through development rather than just being like, yeah, we'll make a South Park game and then later being like, oh, boy. Why is it surprising? And they shepherded it through to the end, this more is, or less. I mean, there's... When they picked it up, the scuttlebutt was not that it was in great shape at that point or anywhere near being ready to ship. Did you say this was a THQ game? Originally, yeah. It was uh, originally. It was in that fire sale. Yep. Yep. Yes. Which is probably exactly why they got involved with it. Even if it wasn't a successful thing or something that they I wonder how much had to cut. Yeah, Ubisoft that makes sense. Invo- how much involvement they had overall in it. I mean, wasn't this... From what I know, isn't this predominantly... Obsidian and Ubisoft just did the publishing Yeah, they're just part? publishing it, but that's yeah. what's surprising. It, is the, like, I don't know how much the creative and... and no, I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, development they had involved in it. Probably minimal, but I'm surprised probably, that they yeah, put their name out in front of a game that has, you know, abortion scenes and but butthole it's South climbing. Park, you know and, it's going to sell. They make so much... Comedy Central makes so much money on South Park. Like, yeah, I understand it sells, but it's still like Ubisoft has investors. They have yeah, people that are so sensitive. Porn, right? Yeah, but all their games are mature. Yeah, it's, a, it's not like... It's a French company, too. Like, it's a company that doesn't... It's a French-ass company. That's fair. I mean, look at all their games. They're pretty violent and... I know, man, but like, this is a little different, I think. Yeah, they don't really touch on taboo topics. They stay within, like, the... The Western context, rated yeah. rated R Western idea of what a mature-themed thing is, Exactly. Right? I, I was just wondering if there's any things in their publishing catalog that are even remotely similarly risque. I can't think of any. Uh, well, 
so it's hard to say if you're if you're thinking content or if you're thinking of just titles that they invest in that you wouldn't necessarily expect them to. I mean, like Valiant Hearts. There's not a whole lot of people making a side-scrolling World War One title. No, I, I don't feel like that's very surprising because I think it's that they're letting. I mean, they do have creative people in house that they are letting branch out. I, I guess what's more surprising to me is that they've. Yeah, like I said, they volunteered to put their name on something that was pretty much guaranteed to be pretty offensive. But and then was guaranteed put their name on a sequel too, and yeah, brought and put development in house for it too, and put it out front of their show because like that's crazy because the dollars talk, the man. It's E three, which is where they announced it, is an investor. You know, we, we as the gaming yeah, I, community, I, yeah. we watch it and we freak out about it, but it's really for investors and this is a month, South Park is a cash cow. It's a you know an out there thing and you know you're putting your name on something like that but money speaks yeah, and you're when so. you're an investor and you're saying like oh look ubisoft just struck the deal to get the south park license for video games hey yeah. that's a win you know they're gonna sell i mean mm-hmm. they haven't been on comedy central 17 years for no reason well i mean well that's first of all it doesn't directly yeah, translate into a game sale no but you got the figure previous that. one sucked so you have to overcome the fact like four that failures before the series does not have a yeah but a warm fuzzy place in gamers how did this one but do? that's do we because know? but that was because it did pretty well it was pretty critically success um craig you know if it made its money back oh i had to have made at least its money back i'm sure i don't know not with uh, it's hard to say with how long development lasted. yeah that's a good it's point hard to say because of the different pieces right so a game was in development at obsidian for a long time then they got to purchase at a lower price and then they took a little bit of time to get it back out so do you think that they pushed it through to completion kind of knowing that a sequel might be coming no they did not definitely not because matt and trey were completely against it. they were whining and complaining like it's too much it was took too much out of our time we can't you know we don't we're definitely not doing it so if you're ubisoft i mean you can't so no you can't sit there and be like oh i'm guaranteed a sequel for doing this yeah and development they pushed them did into start it, back in 2009 and ran all the way until it came out in 2014. So that's a long time. Yeah, but a lot of that was when THQ time. owned it. But the, the thing I think about this game more so that, that the, and Ubisoft knew this more so than the other, the other four games we're talking about that were, you know, proverbial pieces of crap, was that they actually had Matt and Trey behind this one. They actually had them actually doing the story. Right, they had the creative the, vision. It wasn't just, oh, we're going to do a George tower Lucas defense. Way. Yeah, we're not going to do a just going to make our own tower defense game with mm-hmm. our own stuff. Like they actually had the creative minds, the the whole yeah, definitely. you know behind it. So you knew at least well, if you're Ubisoft that okay, maybe the game you know we don't know you know you figure Obsidian can probably do a decent job, but you at least guaranteed to know that the story is going to be good. That'll sell some copies. Here's my question: Is the next game going to be better or worse being in-house Ubisoft as opposed to Obsidian? I think it'll be much better because the wh- biggest. The biggest problem this game had, at least from my point of view, was the load times. And yeah, but remember what you be- said. They do best when they do sequels. If it was in-house Obsidian again, no, they could improve Obsidian, upon I'm that. Glad they got, they, I'm glad that Ubisoft's doing So you it. said that during the E3 thing, and I just, after seeing what Ubisoft has put out in-house, I mean, I, I'd much rather trust Obsidian than Ubi. But I, why do you trust Obsidian? To me, it was bad news, because Obsidian makes cool games. I mean, Wasteland 2 is pretty cool. New mm-hmm. Vegas was, okay. a lot of people say, the best. I haven't played Fallouts, but... I, I've heard New Vegas was good. I, I'll, I will definitely grant you that one. And this game but, was very good. I mean, load times. Yeah, are, the load times are terrible. Okay, but that's a minor gripe compared to the combat yeah. being so much better than it needed to be. Like those are that's a very fixable issue in the long term, especially on a new generation. Think about how complicated but, uh, the graphics were in this game, though. 
Oh yeah, they were. Why hyper realistic? <laughs> I think it was. I don't even know. What, what are you loading? Yeah, sorry, and that's it's, all. And it's not like other games on the on the PS3 360 era were had these. This wasn't a normal load time issue. This wasn't like all games have these issues. This was this game, and and yeah, exactly. And like Will said, what are you loading? What is taking that much processing power? To bring up the fight screen, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think we've beaten that, this horse to death. I that's mean, why I don't, I don't. It's I, an issue, but that's why maybe I don't trust Obsidian versus Ubisoft. I just, uh, so I I'm think not, that I'm we're going to get an Ubisoft production that has low load times. That's fine, and might be kind of a less game overall, less quality game. I don't think so. And I'd I gladly mean, take crappy load times in a good game. No I don't think load so, times because they learned a lot, and Matt and Trey even said that. Like basically, they learned. Right, but the how much of Matt and Trey's creative direction is going to apply to an actual game's production? So when you're going to try and sell such edgy material in the real world, you're going to run into problems around the world. Yes, I think let's you mentioned talk there was something about how they were handling censorship, right, Nate? Yes, I don't remember what... I think it's for Australia, right? In particular, was really one of the markets that they really had to kind of go bonkers with censorship in this game. Is that right, Craig? There was actually... So, it was Australia and then certain uh, different places. So, there was portions in Singapore, Hong Kong, Australia, but then also Germany, Austria also had issues. Germany and Australia are pretty common for censorship issues, though, with games. Huh. So, their approach to censorship in this game was to cut out the cutscenes and describe exactly what was happening on screen with text. So, no content <laughs> was changed. It was just described in text versus presented visually. I kind of want to play that game. Yeah, it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> Did you realize what picture they used to oh, yeah, the, what put was on that screen? The background picture. What was it? It's just a statue, a stone statue just holding its hand. Oh, yeah, like the face bombing? Yeah. Yep. That's, which is pretty fantastic. It's pretty great, yeah. Well, what do we think about that? Do we think that if a game is going to be censored in some major markets around the world, should you cut down to the lowest level and kind of produce something that can be the same across all regions? Or do you think that's kind of interesting? No, they, they couldn't cut things down at South Park. It's not South Park if you're cutting these things out. Like, What do you think, Will? But, so you think they should have just they not sold in Australia? or I kind of find it funny what they did. <laughs> I kind of like what they did. We just put it up as text. Do we know if any of the episodes are censored in a similar way when going over to those, in particular, Australia or I Germany? I don't know. They called it a double standard, so it makes me think that there's possibility that their episodes weren't. Yeah, that makes sense. Censored? <laughs> well, I actually, I do remember when that, whatever that operation is called, the exchange operation for him, he, uh, there was, I think, actually a censored version that had to be released for TV, unless you had cable. Like that makes sense, yeah. While we're talking about all these funny countries with their funny ways, yes. there was a pretty funny country in this game. Oh, Craig, you... what was the funny country in this game? Oh, oh, Craig. oh, oh, we didn't oh Canada. Oh, well, Canada. No. Yes. Oh, I was hoping we were going to talk about we, Mongolia. Yes, before oh, yeah. we go to Canada, let's talk about Mongolia. <laughs> Mongolia. Mr. Uh, uh, my shitty wall. Shitty walk. <laughs> Oh my god, I don't even know Why what to say. Why you keep destroying don't, my shitty wall? I honestly think that's one of my favorite episodes Don't eat that beef. Show. That beef will make you crazy. Make you oh. shit your pants. <laughs> I, I think of all the episodes. Mongolian I'd... beef the best. <laughs> 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 they invaded three days ago and now take off. <laughs> I love that they're just sitting there in the restaurant. Don't beat up that kid next door. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> scene. <laughs> And lighting the fireworks off from the, yeah. oh my that that's a yeah. that, I think that might have been one of my favorite parts of this game. 
Jim really Pokemon. <laughs> Jim Pokemon. That's funny too. I, I guess I'll just jump into this. So you have to go the abortion records translated from the mysterious land above to the north. And the mysterious language that it's in. Yes. <laughs> That's why you have to go so there. you venture sure. into Canada. You go up to the Border Patrol, which is, of course, just north of Colorado. Is uh, Perfectly from the show, Canada's got a completely different <laughs> visual style. Yes. And right at see, that the border, you see... the moment you cross the border, it becomes 8-bit. But even when you can see both sides of the border, you have, like, a tree that's all normal in front and a line and then just triangle trees when you're in Canada. Because <laughs> it's a simpler life there, I guess. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, as you, as soon as you venture in, you're kind of, like, it's top-down, like, very much an 8-bit game style. There's, like, it's paths between the big cities. There's, like, Vancouver and Banff and, what, Quebec is, like, a cave. No, Montreal's a cave. Montreal's a cave, yeah. And I forget what the uh, other city in the east Ottawa. is. Ottawa. Yep, that's right. You wander back and forth, completing these various objectives for different feuding mayors of each of the towns. And meanwhile, in the background, and the Prince is of Canada. a chip tune. Uh, <laughs> the Prince of Canada. There's a chip tune cover of "Oh Canada" playing just constantly on loop in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's great because it's, so it's, it's Final Fantasy. It's it's you know Final Fantasy two, three, four. You know it's that the top down eight eight bit graphics where you're where you're walking on the world. Yeah, map, and it's like four. And when you fight enemies. The enemies are even like, or even they're also like, in the eight bit style. Yeah, it's presented in the same animation yeah. like context, but their their animations are like way crappier and yeah. way more sprite like, and they kind of just like flip left to right. Like, and <laughs> and every enemy is a dire. So there's dire wolves, dire bears, dire. Uh, oh, there was one more. Um, dire snakes. Snakes. Yeah. yeah, dire yeah. Snakes. And in the dire wolves, if they bite you. They give you dire AIDS, <laughs> and one of the trophies was to to um, beat the game while having dire AIDS. So you had to get bit by the wolf, not heal yourself in Canada, which is the only place you could you can cure get free. Dire AIDS, yeah, you can get dire free AIDS. healing in Canada when you walk yeah. into a healthcare place. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, there's just like so many little details about the yeah. Canada that just were complete delight to me. I had this note from the game. I didn't understand what it meant because I see here that Nate wanted to rename us the Dire Cast because it's like a podcast only more dire <laughs> oh yeah the, they were talking about the bears they're like oh you don't want to run into the dire bears up there yeah. they're like regular bears but only more dire but it comes up like four different times yeah. you don't run in, you don't want you don't want to run into the dire blanks up there they're like regular blanks only more dire yeah. so i was like we should rename ourselves the dire cast we're like the regular mode of pixels just more dire yeah and then the payoff you have to you make it Terrence to the and Philip. You have to make it to the monks in Vancouver Island. Yep. I want to show off for a second. We made it to the house. Yeah. With the, the beds with the T and the P and I was like, Oh my god, it's a T and a P and Nate said, What? I, no, I was <laughs> looking I was like, for the T and the I wasn't T confused about like, Terrence oh, there and they Philip. Are. I was looking for where they were on the mast or the, the sorry, the headboard. Yeah, that's what also, I'm saying. I love I the had those ferry crossing the water. They teach you the so super secret fart move. The farting technique. As My dressed God. up like in the Matrix. They was like it like the, Nagasaki or something? Yeah, Nagasaki, <laughs> yeah. And they're dressed with the, you know, the Matrix, you know, leather trench coats. Yeah, dude. When it's like all white background. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, we must teach you. That's so good. Uh, I think using the humor at a structural level of the game design is one of the most delightful things I've seen in a long yeah, time. Yeah, and you have to use your other three fart magics on them, and they're like, oh, he knows, uh, what was the first one? Um, Dragon Shoot, and he knows Cup of Spell, and he knows uh, the Sneaky Squeaker. <laughs> the Sneaky Squeaker, yes. Hiya! Hold on, hold on. Alberto, what do you think the Sneaky Squeaker is? Um, I can... <clears throat> 
Just go ahead and guess what that is. Just guess. <laughs> I, Craig, what do you think the sneaky know. squeaker is? I hope it's a guinea pig, but I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Nate, you want to tell him? It is a magical farting technique by which one... You don't have How to do I even explain oh, it? Now, this is just too logical. It's a, it's a stealth like fart that you can direct into a field of enemies and detonate remotely. <laughs> by, but you move it by blowing on it. That's awesome. Yeah. And then you you it it you know you you detonate it somewhere else and it distracts the enemies because they hear the fart go off somewhere else. So they look in that oh, direction that there, right? and then you can move Woo! and then by the distracted you can move past them. That's how you get into the the Taco Bell. It's oh my god! And funny. That's funny. <laughs> Do we have any other favorite parts from this before we start getting to the end? Uh, it's all about Canada. Canada was great. Uh, the ending was pretty good. Canada. I I really liked Fighting Chef. Wait, wait, zombie chef. <laughs> zombie chef was pretty funny too. Yeah. When you find Jesus, he's like, "Ah, you found me." <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, while he's on my mind, there's a episode early in South Park where you meet Satan for the first time. He's this huge, burly dude. He's like, "I want to fight Jesus." Yeah. <laughs> and they have this big old. That's boxing the episode ring. with Damien. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody in the whole town bets on. Um, Satan, yeah. Satan, and, and he he, yeah. he throws it. He's yeah, he the only guy. The He's like, I'm, I'm going back to hell, a rich devil. <laughs> Great episode. Yeah. All right, so Craig, do you want to kick us off with your final thoughts? So approaching this from someone that wasn't deep into the South Park mythology. I thought it was actually a great game um, yeah. from what I've played of it up to this point. The one thing that I came into it with was a notion that I wouldn't really get it because I haven't been a player or someone that's really been into South Park up to this point. But I think you can safely say after just kind of the first couple minutes, you understand that what you're going to be in for and also the type of humor that you're going to experience. So I'd be really prevalent to kind of recommend this to anyone that's looking for something that's actually pretty funny and a little bit different offbeat from everything else that's gracing the shelves these days. There is a PC version of this, right? Am I right? There is. I think so, yeah. I yes. believe so, yes. yes that is I'm pretty correct. sure. Yeah. And no, none of us played it, so we couldn't tell you if the loading times were better there. 360 PS3 and PC. No, I did see in some other people's comments that the loading times and a little bit of the stuttering on frame rate, if you had a decent PC, were improved. That's good. But then you'd have to deal with you play. All right. So, what do you think about this game in all overall, Brian? Yeah. So this game was really, really good. Brian yeah. loved it, and then he played Nino Cooney. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Minus the load times. I mean, which were just really bad. And not to keep harping on it, but it wor- it's worth saying it because they really were bad. It made such a great game. Not as crisp as it would have, you know, other and and as perfect as it would have been otherwise. But the story was really good. Again, you you really are just playing a a full fledged extended episode of South Park, and the inside jokes and the whole notion of you're playing an RPG about kids playing an RPG. You know, just the you know humor and it. it was just hysterical. Canada, you know, all so the characters and, and oh, we didn't even mention that the greatest joke of the, the one of the best lines was. So, you know, there's this, like, CIA guy who's trying to do the cover-up of, of all the aliens, and eventually, 
you meet him in Clyde's castle, and he's like, "Oh, new kid, you're telling them your your name is douchebag. You know, your your name is really whatever. I forget the name, your, your real name. And you have the secret power. I've been chasing you since you were five. And then I think Cartman or somebody says, "Power? What? His farts?" And he's like, "Farts? What are you talking about? No, his ability to make friends. He has like <laughs> he, he had like three point three million friends on Facebook by the age of three years old. And then you're laughing because the whole game, every character you talk to, you make them as a you know you make them as a friend on Facebook, and you end up having like a hundred plus friends. And it's just like, oh my god, this is hysterical. Like that's his, his special power is making friends. You know, but he never says anything. He never talks. So yeah, the game is just great, and I'm really excited about their sequel they're coming out with. And you know, Matt and Trey were talking about it, and they're in, they're on board, and it's exciting really good game good pick finally for our podcast all right nate so what did you think about the uh game in general i think that this game one of the things we didn't really bring up the interface of the menus is pretty funny and pretty clever and by clever i mean it's openly aping facebook but it does (laughs) it in such a way that's pretty funny like when you open up the menu it goes to kind of like your sort of a hybrid between your wall and your messages where people like post things on your feed like Cartman just posts like I don't remember very many specifics other than the one we mentioned earlier which was like hey sorry about butters just like all of it <laughs> but like Cartman would post That's a good oh, there's some great Cartman ones. would post like things like like if you think that butters sucks and then you'd see like so and so and 17 other people like this post <laughs> like it's just kind of like there's that extra level of like, a reminder even oh. in the interface that this game that this world is full of hilarity all the time and it's there, there was something always kind of fun about opening up the menu and seeing if there was anything new which is interesting the character management you're kind of equipping your character all done through a Facebook presentation is kind of awesome and it's pretty interesting that they were just able to call it Facebook straight up so the menus are pretty interesting and i think that they're well done even if there is a little bit of load time between each page i mean i don't know it's still pretty interesting how about tolkien's uh facebook post where he's like cartman you can't just change my class in the middle of the of the game and he's like and then he, cartman replies he's like i'm sorry but it just seems to fit blacksmith <laughs> i can't can't explain why but just yeah. blacksmith yeah <laughs> pretty funny so i think that that, that was yeah. one of the things that's kind of the between that and the using the visual style of the game as a point of humor. Like, those are the two things about this game that are really going to stick with me, I think. Unfriend Al Gore when he keeps posting to your Facebook page all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You have to go beat him to unfriend Al Gore. Yep. We didn't get that part. That, that's oh, you didn't do that one? of the side quests, right? Yeah, you didn't do that one? That's how you get man bear. You can play man bear pig. Yeah. Al Gore, you know, you friend him. man and bear. No, we got bear and pig. You friend him and then... um, he just starts posting it and, and nobody else can post your Facebook page or like because it's just constant Al Gore posts and it's like, why haven't you responded? I'm here. Come on. We got to go talk about Man Bear Pig. Why haven't you responded? And then there's a quest that pops up. And it's like, unfriend Al Gore. And you have to go kill Al Gore to get him off your Facebook page. Is he, is that episode the source of the internet of the series of tubes? That was, that, that was, was a Gore quote Senator from. Senator somebody from Alaska who died in a plane crash since then. I thought it was done in South Park too. I'm, I'm sure, sure they. Was a I'm sure they must have done something. It wasn't an Al Gore. It wasn't attributed to Al Gore in the show. I, I kind of feel like it's at least some hint at Al Gore from when he used to make the references about the internet. He yeah, the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He, they make. They make even, even in the game when you're fighting, he makes. They make references to him. You know, saying like, "I'm." Like, there's one attack where he's like, "That's what you expect from the man who invented all your postings." Yeah. They're yeah, kind they, of they lampooning make, it. Yeah. They even totally make. Kind of all that being said, this is a really funny game. I think that. To kind of further Craig's point a little bit, you could go into this game 
with virtually no South Park experience and you'll do real well. But the one thing I would say is it helps to have very limited South Park experience just to kind of know the style of humor you're going to get. If you've seen any single, single episode of South Park and you thought it was funny and you appreciated it and you weren't tremendously offended, then you're good to go on this game. And the more you watch, the more you'll like. That's a really good point, Nate. Yeah. It, it's, it's if you a great come morning. in easily offended yeah I don't know if this is your game that would be interesting to see somebody who had never even heard of South Park at all like, I don't even know if be- I know anyone that fits that criteria alright Alberto what do you think about overall yeah I couldn't agree more with what Nate said even though I have seen some episodes and I know a little bit about like it's still very minuscule and so I feel like I can relate to being that kind of person that didn't really know too much about the show and still really appreciating it i'm gonna go ahead and say i didn't really have an issue with the loading screens however i also didn't play the game for as long as everyone else so maybe that is no, think, a little bit i of, think we're just a little hard on it you it's mean, not really that big of a deal it's that, harsh it's on it it's that big of a deal yeah, yeah sorry harsh I mean, on I mean, it not hard harsh yeah but no yeah i enjoyed it and i'm very much wanting to play through i actually got both of the dlcs Wait, uh, there's DLC for this game? Yeah, yeah, there are two DLCs. Really? Yeah. Alberto, tell us about them. I, I don't know. I just bought them because they were really cheap. Were so they I, DLCs or were they just skins or something? From what it looked like, it looked like DLCs maybe, but I'm not sure. Guru Craig, what do you know about this? Cartman made a reference to me and he said, wait, what? Your mom let you buy both DLCs? My mom only let me buy one. <laughs> something like that. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So, like, when I when I started the game and I had, uh, had those installed, oh, um, one of Cartman's that's responses great. to me was, "What? You have both the DLCs? My mom won't let me buy one." So one of them's called the Ultimate Fellowship Pack. With that, it's just uh, it's additional costumes and some special abilities. So a necromancer sorcerer, and then a rogue assassin outfit as well, and a holy defender, a ranger elf. <clears throat> Question: and Is then, the rogue yep. assassin? a any way related to assassin's creed rogue because it should be timing is appropriate that okay that's funny all right sorry uh let me check it yep yep that's funny that checks out okay (laughs) thanks we can go on and then the other piece of dlc was the super samurai spaceman pack what that sounds pretty win so you it sounds way cooler than it actually is because it's just a uh superhero samurai and spaceman outfit uh, i can so play but, that in the next game so but so we, yeah. what neat was saying is true both dlcs are basically costume packs yep yeah i think one of them may have even been a pre-order incentive <sighs> probs so you liked yeah. your horse armor huh <laughs> my horse armor it would make sense if you played games 20 years ago it's sorry i didn't get it what happened 20 years ago it was an oblivion reference from 2006 five dollars for a thing of armor for your horse and then if your horse died it was just gone it was it was a skin for your horse i didn't remember that over the sheer trauma of how many arrows i took in my knee i'm sorry oh Nice it was right <laughs> wrong one. It was right yeah. at the beginning of the generation when people were still trying to understand what DLC <laughs> should was be and yeah. how to give appropriate value to that's it. Wonderful. And everybody was like, "Yeah, that's not what it's supposed to be." <laughs> Amazing. Damn. Yeah, I, I I'm excited to continue playing it and even if you don't really know anything about South Park, I would say you as long as you're okay with not sensitive not PC humor, then check out this game. I actually think it's really if I can speak on your behalf, I think it's valuable to have someone here that didn't necessarily have the time to finish the game because, I mean, we're playing games pretty regularly. I mean, I live with you. You have a real yeah. busy schedule. Yeah. It's, it's actually more of a statement of a game's quality 
that you're still going to finish this game, even though you don't really have any need to now that, especially we've told you the ending, yeah. you know, the things that I was telling you were the funniest, like you're still going to finish it. And I think that really says something on the game's behalf. I think even knowing the story, it's still funny. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a fun game like to you play. You can go back and like, I could go back and play it again. And I probably laugh through all the same parts again, because yeah. it's not about knowing like what's going to happen. It's just crazy. Yeah, stuff it's just that, be in there when it does. Yeah. yeah definitely and the moment you're just like mm-hmm. oh my god in my head I had that scene from the movies where they're like all of a sudden it's a freeze frame on Alberto and it's like nine months later Alberto is still not finished this game <laughs> uh, two years later Alberto was killed while crossing the road and as he was lying there he said if only I had finished the stick of truth tell my wife I wasn't that into her <laughs> alright Will all right. bring us to a close what you got? Oh, we still have a question. So before, now, don't be too moody. I was here uh, with you. Take us home. I saw you enjoy this. I, I saw you laugh. Yeah, that's true. Uh-oh. This game sucks. <laughs> yep. Fuck everything. Let me start my rating out with the games. score. Two out of ten. And that's a 20% boost. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we... We kind of breezed over this before... But I feel like the beautiful state of Washington has allowed us to consume this game in a wonderful state of mind, which was really helpful for consuming this game. We got high. Quite high. Yeah, we followed Tally's advice. So, Did you guys have a lot of water around? Always bring it down. We didn't follow all of his advice. (laughs) I have no idea what the fuck's going on right now. Don't forget to bring it down. There were definitely some points in the game where, for example, Brian was holding the controller and he handed it to me, and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this part, and I'm going to work on this quest, I work on this quest, work on this quest, and like two hours later, he leans over and he's like, are you just going to go to the school? And I was like, oh, is that what I was supposed to be doing? And I thought I was mainlining the game, and here I was spending two hours doing side quests. That was pretty good. That was pretty funny, yeah. There were some points where I was in combat and thinking, man, I'm doing pretty good. And Brian looks over, he's like, dude, you've been in the same fight for 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) That being said... Definitely compliments this game well. That being said, the thing that I thought was the biggest downside to this thing is it seemed kind of slow and went kind of long. (laughs) Really, dude? (laughs) Come on. Seriously? (laughs) Phrasing. Sorry. (laughs) So my biggest complaint was... Was it hard to, Will? (laughs) That's what Alberto really wants to know. (laughs) My My biggest complaint was that it was hard and long and And strong and just kept on going. Very rough. Oh, that was good. So my biggest complaint Did was... Did it leave you satisfied? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course <laughs> not. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Craig doesn't even give a shit. <laughs> Did it leave you wanting for wanting more? So that being my biggest complaint with the game, that it felt too long. A lot of that had to do with the frame of mind I was in. I was feeling pretty good, and it kind of just enjoyed my time the whole <gasps> weekend. It's about how you felt as well. Hold on. Did you Stop the process. Nate. We need to. Am I hearing did, this correct? Did he just say he enjoyed he, it? He said, I, "Guys, he just enjoyed Eeyore, his time." Eeyore has learned enjoyment. A, so, a rainbow popped out of him. Hold on. Is the is the is the moral of this story that guys Will has to be high to please, like video please, games? Please, please, only to just have fun. Yeah. Please only Bruce Willis is in space right now because if not, there's going to be an asteroid that's going to kill us all right now. Is that it? This is Armageddon. Yeah, I was just gonna. That was try to make sure you were doing Armageddon. Reference. All that setup, really, Alberto, for that. You know what? All it right. wasn't even a good movie. Son, I am disappointed. That's a great meme. All that being said, I think 
I might have given it a lower score if I hadn't played it in a group and kind of had fun with the whole thing. But uh, in the end of the day, my experience, I think I'm going to give it a nine. Oh, my God. Oh, I forgot Holy to give it a number. Shit. Wow, damn. What the hell? But hey, Will, what's the next game? Uh, actually, in all trolling aside, all making fun of you aside, what other games would you consider playing Under the Influence? That's a good this question. This is legal in the state of Washington. Fuck anything. Well, I feel like there I are guess, some games I would not what, play. Under the, I would not play a racing game you, under the influence of anything. What games you think? Well, would yeah, I'd be, be curious far. about a Yeah, Call of Duty online. Nope. Something just chill and flower. Think, <clears throat> oh yeah, that well <clears throat> journey. Yes. So we have a plan to play. Noby, noby boy. Yeah, no, that's Sins, LSD. Sims. That game is just slow and chill. Sims of a solar around. empire. That felt not could the be Sims. One. Yes, Sims of the Solar Empire. Cool. That could be cool. Just chill. Wait, watching your spaceships in space under the stars. I mean, Craig, I think Sid Meier's Spaceships is the only game I can think of that's like slow and derpy enough to really benefit from that in in that genre, at least. All right. So unless we have anything else. I do. I have something. I have a question. Callbacks. Oh, boy. Yes, I have a question. So would this game be better as a racing game? (sighs) No. Were there any Considering cars I was high. Yeah, they drove by while you were walking on the sidewalk. Yeah, there were cars. They no, both were driving no, cars. We didn't drive them. Well, they no. were on the streets. I yes. guess there were some parked cars in like the parking lot. Yeah, that too. Doesn't mm-hmm. have to be cars for a racing game. Did you guys play that chariot racing game? Came out this year. Does what? anyone yeah, remember that there already was a South Park racing game? Holy shit! I told shit. them they were four busted ass South Park games. Oh, I know one of them was Tower Defense. Was one of them racing? What year was that? Yep, South Park Rally. I was oh, wondering if that yes. was the rally they were referring to. Was it actually a dude? I'm gonna go find that. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it was a PlayStation One and N64 game. Oh, oh yeah, we have an N64. Oh, I have an N64. We yeah. should do it. And a Dreamcast. Oh, oh god! Ninety nine, in two thousand, I think. Well, Tim Dreamcast. Well, hey, Timmy was, had a car in the game. I'm gonna that link a video line. of that. That what? sounds horrible. That was my line from middle school. Hey, the Dreamcast. I have an N sixty four. We should do it. <laughs> 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 that worked zero times. <laughs> it's a bad pickup line. Doesn't work. Zero <laughs> point zero. <laughs> yep. Um, so Nate. Uh, nope. What's nope, the story? Nope. I think we're past the era of two D racers. I'm I'm cool with that. Mm. Well, uh, I guess Top Down's kind of funny. Pixel Junk Racers was okay. I guess I shouldn't make damning indictments like that. I'm still going to say no, because it wouldn't have been as funny. I had a really good joke with Turbo in it, and I couldn't make it work, so... What like do you think, Turbo Craig? from Wreck-It Ralph? You never go yeah. Turbo. Never go Turbo. Never. 2D Racers, that's where I was trying to go with that, and it didn't really work. I can see the hilarity of... Cartman trying to give rally directions and just oh, yeah. like yelling at whoever's driving like yeah, hundred meters sharp right turn right you <laughs> turn <Jew."> right <laughs> turn when right. I don't know when right turn right turn right can you imagine a NASCAR game with him as a co-pilot okay you know in the fact that there are no co-pilots in NASCAR turn left. turn right <laughs> turn right. It's NASCAR. You only go left. left. Thank no. you. I was just about to say. Hey, Watkins Glen exists. There's two right turns. All right, then. How about one of the I, great lines that uh, I just I just thought of when you're walking around the street and you come past one of the cops and he's like, you're never getting laid like that, kid, looking like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. That's good. Because <laughs> you're dressed up in your like, RPG, you know, like mm-hmm. playing stuff. And he's like, you get up. Get- you're not going to get laid looking like that, kid. <laughs> Recruiting the goth kids is pretty funny, too. Yeah. You have to dress just like them. There's em. a lot of good 
<laughs> oh, that was the best part. You had to be, what was it? You had to like be unique just like them. Be, you have to be individuals just exactly like we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny. This brings us to the end of another awesome episode of the Emotive Pixels podcast. If you want more from us, you can find us on iTunes and at our webpage, www.emotivepixelspodcast.com. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash emotivepixels, or follow us on Twitter at emotivepixels. And as always, keep, keep on, on playing. playing.